Welcome to A Work in Progress. We are Mark back. and Pete, we're back. We are back. We're back. We uh, we disappeared for a while because we were living the vacation life. Living it. Living it. How was it? Uh, my vacation was actually great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went slow. Not slow, slow, but like I enjoyed each day individually, mm. you know, and it didn't seem like it went crazy fast. So it wasn't like, like vacations you blink often and it's like halfway yeah. done already. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, some highlights are I went swimming with sharks. Whoa. Yeah. Um, big, sh- like real sharks. Yeah. Like big, real sharks. Was, wow. Yeah. So, um, going into it, I was terrified, um, mm. which I think is a natural human response to going swimming this with like sharks on purpose yeah or, yeah okay it's yeah like, like you're just you, swimming in the ocean like people, like, oh, there's a shark here sweet right. no people <laughs> go great. to florida and pay boats to take you out and bait sharks and jump in the water which is what we did sounds awesome yeah so i was <laughs> you doing, in a cage though no what are you doing <laughs> come on man i know at, i was like uh looking it up before we went so the reason we even went <laughs> was my brother-in-law had gone when he went to Florida last time. And he said it was a blast. He's like, I want to go again. Who wants to go with me? Yeah. And I, at first I was like, no. I was like, I, have, I don't want to die. Like, yeah. I like my limbs. Yeah. I like this, all of is my this the brother that's appendages. missing a leg? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, three, my, my one-legged brother-in-law. <laughs> uh, no. So he, uh, he was like, did we get, we should go. And I was like, uh, I'm scared. But sometimes that's a reason to do stuff is yeah. because you're scared. So I was like, all right, let's just give it a little, okay, we'll do it. And in order to kind of like calm myself down, I was like doing some research beforehand. And uh, turns out that um, the there's one shark that will actually like attack unprovoked. And that's a great white. So normally the only shark that you have to actually be worried about in the water is a great white shark. So like all the shark attacks that you hear about and read about, those are great white sharks? I wouldn't say all of them, but probably the majority. Mm. Um, because for the other sharks, like bull sharks, which you, you hear are like, you know, aggressive and stuff like that. Mm. You're not in their food chain. Mm. So they're just an animal that like wants to survive and wants to like live their life. So it's like if they feel threatened, they'll probably attack you because mm. they're scared. Yeah, don't wear red swim trunks yeah. for a bull shark. <laughs> Dude, I actually, I bumped my shin on the boat and cut my leg. And there was blood in the water. I was bleeding. And I told, I talked to the boat captain. I was like, like, dude, I'm bleeding. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. I was like, okay, we got back in the water. So, but it was fine. Um, So I found out you're not in their food chain. They don't actually really care about you. They're just like, they'll like be curious. Like, oh, what is this thing? Leg tastes like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But we, they throw out a buoy, like a, like a basketball sized buoy mm-hmm. that's attached to a thick rope. They throw that out and then you hop in the water and you just hold onto the rope. Um, another thing that made me calmer and like more relaxed about it was the, there's a diver in the water with you that like sh- she's there all the time okay. and she goes in first and makes sure all these things. But when we were driving out to the spot, she was like, you know, you don't want to move at all because they're skittish and it's like, we want to watch. We're going out there to watch and like view sharks in the wild and just like see them swimming around and they bait them. Like they cut up little pieces Mm. of fish, throw them in the water. Um, but like if you're splashing around or like even pop your head above water and like turn and talk to your, I was with my brothers, like they'll hear that and they'll swim away. Like they'll get scared. And so it kind of, obviously they're, a lot more, you know, uh, dangerous than white-tailed deer. But in my head, I related that to like, <laughs> like let's say you go for a hike, yeah. and you and your friends like see some deer, you'd be like, shh, shh, like everybody stop, like let's just watch for a little bit yeah. and not scare them. So when I found out like they're they're easily spooked, I was like, oh, they're just an animal that's like trying to live. Like, and if yeah. you make noise, they'll be they'll get scared and they'll swim away. Like that's was the equivalent, except they have sharp teeth that can yeah. take your limb off. That part. But um. It was actually really fun. It was scary driving there. Okay. It was scary in the boat going out there. And then one of the scariest parts. So we get to the spot and we stop. And he's cutting up little pieces of fish and throwing them in. Almost immediately, like a six, seven foot bull shark swims up next to the boat to like eat the stuff he's throwing in the water. And they're like, all right, let's get in. (laughs) 
what? This doesn't make any sense. This goes against every like inclination. Not a chance. And uh, I was first too. No, he's like, Peter, all right, no. I'm like, okay, you were voted. The the craziest thing happened is like as like as soon as I was in the water, like and I like I said, you're not supposed to make noise. You're not supposed to move. You're just holding onto the rope, and you have snorkel gear on. So you have the goggles and the snorkel that goes up so you can breathe. And I was so like not scared at all once I was in. Because once you see the shark, it's just like swimming. You're like, oh, this is actually really cool. Um, we ended up getting two bull sharks that were like six to eight feet, like big bull sharks that were just swimming, swimming, just chilling. Um, and then so we probably watched them for like 15 minutes, like they're just swimming around. Um, and then... We got out because they left and then they wanted to go find a lemon shark. Um, and that? It's just a different type of shark. I couldn't probably tell you the difference between them, but they know what it is. Yeah. And uh, I guess lemon sharks are actually more curious. So they'll come up closer to you oh, because man. they like want to like see you. Yeah. When I tell you I'm not exaggerating as close as I am to you, Kidding. that lemon shark came and it was probably like maybe 10 feet. Like huge, maybe like eight, eight to 10 feet. I would say like they even said like, that's a big for a lemon shark. Like that's a big shark. Just swim around, just swim around. It actually came up so close. The uh, dorsal fin like rubbed up against, uh, who was next to me? Marcus, Marcus, my brother-in-law, his uh, like chest, like it came up so close like that. He actually took his hand off the rope because he was going to like push its nose because it was coming so close that he wanted to like, you know, push it down. Did they tell you like that's was, what you're supposed to do? No, or? they said, you don't do that. You, don't do that. <laughs> you keep your hands on the rope because all of a sudden it sees like a free yeah, fling. And it's fling, like, you know, it's going to go for that thing. Yeah. And uh, the lady that was in the water with us kind of scolded him oh, okay. a little bit. Like, I want you to keep your fingers like, yeah. don't do that. He, but he, his natural reaction was like, was like, this thing's coming me. at my face. Yeah, I'm going like, to kind of try and push it away. But it did. It did. It came up that close. Um, that's wild. It was just really cool. I had a good time. My goodness, yeah. that's wild, man. And it, what really surprised me was how terrified I was driving there in the boat, going out there, and then as soon as I'm in the water and I'm actually in the water with yeah. these sharks, I'm like, oh, they're just swimming around. This is really fun. I hope they get close, like, because it's it's just I don't know. It's really weird. But I I was totally relaxed once I was in the water. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, do, are they some of the same sharks that they probably feed? So they probably know how it goes. I think so. She actually one of them that lemon shark, the lady uh, that was swimming with us. She said she knows that shark because she could tell mm-hmm. by the spots on the top of its head. Gotcha. What is really funny? She said that's actually a little bit more of an ornery shark, like a can like has an attitude kind of shark. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh great, because she said uh, one time. Cause she like kind of has starts having relationships cause yeah. if you're out there every day, it's oh, yeah. you know, like any other animal, you get to, know, you get to know these sharks. Um, and she said one time, like it was coming towards her and she like, you know, kind of pushed it. And I guess sharks aren't stoked when you touch them. Um, and it like kind of like a dog would like turned around and like, <sighs> like that, like oh, not, yeah. Didn't get her, but like almost like a, Hey, like leave me yeah. alone kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, yeah. So, um, but that was the same shark that was the, swimming. The that was like, right that by, too. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> why he, she, I think she was like, Hey, like, <laughs> please don't, don't do please don't touch do the shark. So yeah. Anyways. Oh my word. That's a wild experience. It was. Now I can say I swam in the open ocean with, with sharks. sharks, not yeah. in a cage, not in a cage. My word. How many disclaimers and stuff did you have to sign? It was just like a one page waiver. I was too scared to read because I didn't want to read about like (laughs) if you lose a limb, you know, like I didn't want to read about it or your life. (laughs) So I just closed my eyes and signed. There was one time when I lived in Florida and I was swimming in the ocean Mm. and I saw what what I thought was a shark fin about our distance come up out of the water and I like slowly backed away and I saw this massive stingray that was turning Whoa. right in front of me. It was like belly up, just turning around. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. Scary. Terrifying but, at the same yeah, time. Scary, but cool. Yeah. What gets me is I think more so what you can't see is mm. like, uh, like if you're walking in the ocean and something like touches your foot, 
Yeah. That gets me so much more. <laughs> Even if I it's would, a little fish this I, big. Dude, <laughs> I would rather, especially after swimming with the sharks now, I feel like I'd rather see a shark in the open ocean than be walking and, and have something like graze against my foot. <laughs> like it's still like, oh God, like, oh man. <laughs> I hate it. My word. Yeah. Um, so what else did you guys do though? Um, we went to, out to eat a few times. There was one time we went out there. It was like, uh, it was... In my opinion, it's like as close as you can get to a hurricane without a hurricane. Like really? lightning. I saw the videos of that. Yeah, oh, dude. Like it the looked palm like trees a hurricane. were like it looked, it like, looked a like we were in a hurricane. Yeah. Um. The lights were flickering on and off at the restaurant we were in. No we were like, way. We might have to leave. Or like, I don't know if they're gonna be able to. Like, if they lose power, you know. Yeah. Thankfully, it all worked out and it was great. Um. Was nope. the food decent? The food was great. Oh, yeah, good. it was some of the best food I think I've ever had. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. My brother got engaged. My youngest brother, Noah. Awesome. Got engaged on the beach. That's um, awesome. I was the only one who knew, so I felt very special. I didn't know that. You were the only one that knew. Yeah, that it was going to happen then. Then. Because he wanted me to like follow behind and record and take pictures It's and kind stuff. of been like a known thing that they were going to get married, yeah, right? I think most people knew that it was coming yeah. probably this year at some point. Yeah. Shereen said she thought she might uh, that, that he might wait for her birthday, which, oh, okay. was, which was this uh, Sunday, so two days yeah. ago. Um, but uh, yeah, he told me to like be there to record, and so I was like sneaking behind them mm. on the beach. Like, so you were the one that took all the pictures. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, good job. Thank you. That was great Appreciate photography it. work. Thank you very much. Um, so that happened. That was a big deal. And then there's a lot of hanging out in the hot tub and walking on the beach and um, boogie boarding. You ever gone boogie boarding? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun if you have good waves. So it's like surfing, but like on your belly. Yeah. Right? So you have like a, like a tried it, I think. But. Yeah. You just like lay on your belly on this board mm-hmm. um, and you're riding the waves in. And if you like time it right, and especially if the waves are good size, yeah, it's so fun. It's yeah. really, really fun. It like made me want to look into like actual surfing. Really? Because of the rush of like. Did you catch some gnarly waves? We actually got some really, really good waves. Really? In Florida? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like it was pretty windy and the waves were like oh, yeah. pretty sizable. Um, we ended up doing like three days of it. The first day was like, you know, like a five-year-old could have been out there boogie boarding with us mm. and it would have been fine. Yeah. The second day they were even bigger and the third day they were like the biggest. That's awesome. It was like really fun it was that storm that came through probably right probably i mean that might have affected certain things yeah i don't know because florida usually it usually isn't known for its like surfing waves no probably not no i mean like like there was a few of them though that i did see like you could actually see the gap between the wave and the the crest of it Mm. but um even that was pretty rare but you go under it with the boogie (laughs) yeah like him in Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Do you remember that movie? That's so Disney good. Channel. That's a great callback. Disney man. Channel Originals. Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. Man. That's a good one. Man, How was your vacation? Awesome. It was good. You, so you didn't take your son. You didn't take Henry. Yeah. So there. we we dropped. We drove, which was a nightmare. No, it was just like <laughs> I think I was hallucinating. It's a long, long drive. We man. drove through the night so that Henry would be sleeping, and I swear I was like starting to see things. Yeah. But um, we drove to. Georgia, just southeast of Atlanta, um, where her parents live, Shereen's parents. Mm. And we stayed there for like a day and a half, left Henry there, and then we drove the rest of the way the next day. Uh, so we were without Henry for the whole week, which was- Is that the longest you've been without him? Yeah. What was it like? Great. <laughs> Fantastic. I highly recommend it. Yeah. If you have children, give them to somebody else for a full week. <laughs> you will, you'll have the best week of your life. Uh, I mean, like we missed him and there were sometimes we would see things that like made us think of yeah. him and we're like, oh, I hope he's doing okay. But then there's like, oh, back to, you know. You like FaceTime at all or was that, would that make it worse? Yeah, we did a couple of times, but yeah. he was pretty indifferent because oh, really? he had we three, had cousins he was staying with there, cousins right? and his, you know, his grandma and grandpa. So like he was having a ball. Yeah. So he didn't really miss us at all, which was good. You know, we're not like constantly worried about him yeah. crying and asking for mom and dad the whole time. Exactly. He was chill. He was had a good time. Towards the end of the week, were you like, all right, it's time to get back to routine? Yeah. Or were you like, let's do another week? Well, I was ready to leave where we were. Okay. Because I felt like it was the perfect amount of time to experience mm. like the house we stayed in, the beach, you know, the yeah. hot tub, stuff like that. And we did some, we went to Epcot as well. You did? Forgot to mention that. Yeah. Shreve and I awesome. went with my parents. That was a blast. Uh, really, What'd you do really at Epcot? Uh, we went on a few rides. And then you like walk around to all the different countries, mm-hmm. um, eating and drinking and stuff like that. Yeah. And we got hibachi for lunch. 
Great. Which was the uh, Tokyo, Japan, the Japanese yeah. uh, lunch. That was really fun. I'd never done hibachi before where they cook You've it. You've never done hibachi before? That was my first time. They do like the the volcano thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. really cool. Yeah, the guy was very entertaining. He actually knew Aaron Rodgers in Wisconsin because he said we're from Wisconsin. Like he knew of Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's from California. Okay. Um, and he did like the discount double check belt. Yeah. Because we talked about Wisconsin. He was like, ah, oh, yeah. He's gotcha, like, hey, gotcha. maybe Rogers will come to San Francisco or whatever. Because oh, he, gotcha. he's a 49ers fan. But, gotcha, gotcha. He did not. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really nice. I had a good time. But That's I was awesome. ready to leave, but I wasn't ready to come back to real life. Routines. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When we, when we went to Epcot long time ago, right before we moved up here, it was, it was a blast. We ate in Germany. Yeah. And there was like this buffet spread of like sausages and everything. And yeah. We're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's Isn't funny. It? I'm, I'm German through and through. Yeah. But like. Ger- it's home cooking meal. <laughs> Germany is like what, probably one of the last places I would go to as far as like cultural food goes. Yeah. I, I do like sausages and yeah. like sauerkraut and stuff, Ooh. but most of their food is like, like Germany is not known for like great food, good food. Yeah. They're known for their beer and their sausages yeah. and maybe <laughs> cheese. Actually, I don't even know if the cheese, but um, yeah, it, everything else is like bland. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. The hibachi sounds like it would be. It was so good. It was really good. I'm glad we went. Yeah. Do they have like. They probably don't have like the United States in the area of yeah, countries, they do. do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What is it like? Um, it's Just normal. No, it's like, it looks like one of those big buildings that's probably in like Philadelphia, um, like one of the founders buildings. Okay. Um, but there's nothing like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's nothing different, mm. I guess. Yeah. But I'm sure it's for people who are from out of country that come visit. Yeah. Epcot's the one where it's like, they have like the Tomorrowland. Right? I don't think so. No? I don't know what that is. Uh, I thought it was like the one where there's like a section for like the futuristic stuff too. Oh, there probably is. I mean. Because they have like, it has, it's the one with the big ball, right? Yeah, the big golf ball. Yeah, I think yeah. that used to be like, I don't know. But I feel like it's a terrible idea to come up with a amusement park section based on the future because the future changes like every two right. years. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, we got to update it again. Yeah. No, that I, I can just I keep the flying car section in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might never come. So that'll always be the future. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like fun though, man. Yeah, it was great. We um we took our kids to Florida. Um and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good because we went to see my parents. My parents live there. Yeah. So they were able to watch the kids a lot good. and give us times to sit and be and yeah. relax. Um, which was really nice, and April and I got to go out on a date, which was awesome. Yeah, just to have that, like, hey, you can you watch the kids tonight? And we're yeah. going to go out, and um, that's that's something that we don't always get. So yeah, um, yeah. So that was that part was really nice. We went to the beach once, um, and uh, we, like when you're there, we always feel like we have to go to the beach one day. Sure, we try to figure out what day is the best day to go to the beach. My parents live. Out 35, 40 minutes from the beach. Okay. So it's not like super far or anything. Yeah. But my dad said, today's going to be a cloudless day, perfect day to go to the beach. And we went to the beach and we were driving. We're like, there looks like there's a lot of clouds. <laughs> cloudless? Cloudless. Father, you've led us astray. <laughs> and so we got there and we we're like, well, it was sunny still. So we're like, let's just have fun. And we played. Uh, for about 15 minutes, maybe it was good. And then in Florida, as I'm sure you experienced with the storm, they come out of nowhere. Flash it's just rain. like so fast. Yeah, yeah. And so it started sprinkling and April was like, do we go to the car? And I'm like, we don't have time to go, yeah. to go to the car. If we start packing up now, we are going to be stuck in the heat of it. Yeah. So we had this like pop-up shade shack okay. type thing, just real flimsy plastic yeah. thing that just like a pop-up thing yeah and uh that we all got under and hunkered over and that thing withstood the winds and the rain wow like oh my word i i need to leave the best review possible for this thing yeah because it got it was a downpour torrential downpour wow so windy i thought for sure it was gonna blow away it yeah. didn't blow away 
Um, and then there was a lull in the rain, so we got everything packed up and headed out before it started raining again. And then as soon as we get in the car, there's like one of those emergency alerts on the radio. Oh, my. It says, if you are at Hollywood and Dania Beach, which is right where we were, right yeah. between those two, like, uh, evacuate immediately. There's a tornado warning. Oh, my. Evacuate immediately. So then we saw the video. Of there's a, There was a tornado right off the coast. Wow. Of right where we were at, so... Fortunately, the Shade Shack got us through, um, wow. and we made it out of the beach alive. Nice. Um, so that was my swimming with shark stories. Wow. We swam with a tornado. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. We survived. We survived. <laughs> we survived. Um, but other than that, we, we got to see friends. We got to go to the church that I used to work at down there and nice. see them and be encouraged and loved on by them. And April and I celebrated our birthdays down there with yep. um like a smash room type thing yeah i heard about really that cool yeah i've never been to one of those though but it looks like a lot of fun it i mean it is it's like get some rage out yeah you just get smash rage stuff that's what it's called yeah it was it's clever the name of it was smash it okay but the sh of smash was the same color font as the it so it was uh, smash it. Ah, uh, you get very it. Very clever. You get it. Yes. Um, I thought that was pretty clever too. Yep. So, um, but we went and we did that and we broke some bottles and hit some stuff and. Did you get? Did plates. you like let your inner like rage come out, or were you just like, oh, <laughs> I don't really want to break it, but we're <laughs> yeah. here, so I'll break it. It's a waste of a perfectly good beer bottle. Can I take this home with me? <laughs> I think it'll be make a, a, make a nice vase. out of it. <laughs> No, we broke things. We're not like super ragey people. So, um, so my coaches always made fun of when I played football. Yeah. Because like I would never like have like those angry outbursts where I just want to hit somebody. Yeah. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Probably good. It's still a lot of fun. I don't have problems with uncontrollable rage. It's probably good. (laughs) Probably best. (laughs) Um, so we did that. We got some delicious tacos and. Yeah, ate some good home cooked food. Sweet. I um I scrapped eating healthy when I was there. Yeah, like same. threw it out the window. Yeah, and it was our birthdays. Right. So we had, like, we had so many desserts. We had. Have you ever had tres leche? No. Have you ever had tres leche? I don't it's, think so. Um, it's a cake. It's a moist cake because there's a lot of different like types of milk and evaporated. Three milk. times. Three, Three types, types of milk specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Trace types. So we got <laughs> Trace Leche and then we found a Cuatro Leche. Whoa. <laughs> that one too. Wow. And then we got a flan for my birthday wow. and we had that in there. And then we had a pie from another get together. So we had all of these desserts in there. So after every dinner, we'd go pull out all the desserts and sit on yep. the table, yep. go to town. Yep. So. Wow, that was, uh, that was, that was a good part too. You I put the that. two cakes together. You got a Siete Leche. <laughs> That was impressive. Thank you. Thank Not you. Only showing off your bilingual skills, but your arithmetic <laughs> I skills. Count, I can count to seven, <laughs> and I can add three plus four. That's right. That's a lot of leche. Yeah, it's a lot of leche. It's <laughs> a lot of leche. But yeah, it was good. Uh, good to be back. Good to get back into the swing of things, though. That's yeah, good. It was fun. Cool. It was fun. Ready for another vacation or not yet? Yeah, I don't know. I was actually th- kind of like thinking like what vacations actually do mm. um, because especially with this last one, we were planning for so long because we have, I'm the fifth of seven kids in my yeah. family and we wanted everyone to go and their spouses or significant others. And then my parents. So there were 16 of us total. Mm. Um, so it's, it takes it so much planning, Yeah, but it's kind of fun to do some of the planning too. Um, and then you're looking forward to it. Oh, it's six months away, two months away. Oh, it's next week, you know. And then the actual vacation comes, and it really was a great time. But um, vacations in, like, the grand scheme of things, most people, on average, I'd say vacation one or two weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, is that enough, really, mm-hmm. to, like, actually feel like vacation gives you, like, rest and a reboot? Um, because for for me at least, like weekends go so fast, it's almost like negligible that you even had a weekend. Yeah. Well, especially for you, you work on the weekends, you're, yeah. you know, in church the whole time. So, um, yeah, I was like, man, wouldn't it be great if we got like one week a month? Yeah. <laughs> like every month you get one week off. Yeah. To just 
I think I would rather have like work through weekends and then like I'd work 21 days straight and then have seven days off. Oh yeah. You know, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. To like actually be able to but Would that seven rest. days be enough to rest? <laughs> like, cause I, I firmly believe that like, especially with like vacation and stuff that, yeah. that a week isn't long enough to like yeah. disconnect and relax. I think, I don't know. I might be like spoiled and lazy or whatever, but I think it takes a week to get to the point where you're mm. ready to disconnect. And sure. Think so. I think it, yeah, it depends on traveling and stuff too. Cause yeah. if you're doing a bunch of traveling, that's definitely true. Yeah. Because, you know, two full days before you're like fully recovered from traveling mm-hmm. and then, you know, you're leaving again in another couple of days and then you got to start packing. So it's like, yeah, I have, um, an aunt and uncle that are pretty well off enough to like travel the world and like take mm. big vacations, which is great. But they said that uh, the ultimate vacation is three weeks. Three weeks. They said the best time frame that they have found is three weeks. Mm. Um, because I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because if you go much longer than that, you're probably like, all right, like what are we doing? Yeah. Let's get back to Let's life. Let's get back. Yeah. Um, we got to get back in the routine. Yeah. But that gives you like, full week of like decompression mm-hmm. which is a long time to decompress yeah uh but yeah especially if you have a week and yeah. you're traveling on both ends of it and there's packing and unpacking involved yeah sometimes it feels like you really have like two or three days of like full relaxation yeah without and, a doubt and then our stupid brains at least mine is always well, just like oh it's wednesday and even yeah. if you're not leaving till sunday you're like okay so wednesday the day's half over yeah. Thursday, Friday, we got to start packing on Saturday. Exactly. Oh, today's basically over. So we really have two full days, yep. you know, and you're doing that Same like, thing. like vacation math in your head. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, it's basically over already. Yeah. So most people don't have the luxury of being able to take longer than a week. Yeah. But if you can, and I like when it's recommend. a week for me, like I have stuff planned on my to-do list for when I get back already. Yeah. So I'm still like mentally preparing and reminding myself of everything I got to do when I get back. So yeah. Yeah. There isn't that that pastors a lot of time have a um take a sabbatical after okay. they've been in an area of ministry for a lengthy period of time. Yeah. Um the church will allow them to take a sabbatical, which is several weeks off for spiritual sure. rejuvenation. It's not a vacation, but it's a time to, but to spend is. time in the <laughs> But it is. You have I mean, to say it's not a vacation <laughs> to the congregation. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> No, I won't go be resting, relaxing for three weeks straight. I'll bring my devotional with me. So it's a business trip. So it's a business trip. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of pastors do it like, and they focus on writing. So they'll they'll focus on writing a book or like that. Sure. Or or just spiritual rejuvenation and just just being and not vacation, vacationing. Yeah. And, um, um, but yeah, my dad did that. Like two years ago, okay. I think he came up here. Nice and spent about a month up here. Great, it was awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it was good for him. But yeah. at the end, he was like, "All right, it's time." Yeah. yeah, I think that's the ultimate. And everyone's time frame is different. But like, if for you to be able to take a vacation to the point of you saying, "Like, all right, that was good." Yeah. Some people that might be three days. Some people that might be three months. Yeah. It's like everyone's different as far yeah. as their stress levels and being able to be unwind. That's how vacation works. You just yeah. go take a vacation until you're ready. Come back when you're ready. Come back when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That would be nice. That would be wild. Yeah. So a uh, random question for you. I love it. What are some of your pet peeves? Pet peeves? Hmm. I don't know. I have so many. Do you? I don't know. I I wish I had like a list of them written down so I could rattle them off because I'm sure I do have some. What are some of yours? Um. Well, so so one that is like it it irritates me, mm-hmm. and um, I apologize. I will be gracious, but it bothers me when people play the victim. Oh, yeah. That's like um. Like I try to be super gracious with, with people and their life struggles and what they're going through. Yeah. But when someone plays the victim, it just like ignites something in me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. In my opinion, because I agree with you, but mm. it's when it's a, a reoccurring thing. Mm. Because there are often times when someone really, <clears throat> excuse me, is a victim in a situation. Oh, yeah. All the time. Know. That's very common. But there yeah. are perpetual victims where it's like, yeah. come on, dude. Like 
you're in control of your life at this point. Like yeah. you're an adult. Yeah. Not everything and everybody is out to get you 24 seven. Like I don't know. it's you're it's like a hypochondriac of emotion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. There are people out there that are the victim and yeah. that's not what I'm talking about. At yeah, all. yeah. I know there. I come Just across clarifying for the viewers at home, <laughs> the viewer, the, li- the listener. <laughs> oh, there's tons of people that I come in contact with that are the victim and yeah. I love them and, and I love uh, the opportunity to be with them in that. But yeah, yeah. the people were, where every single thing in life that doesn't go how they've planned is somebody else's fault. Yeah. And, and then the, to the point of where they're expecting everything to go wrong. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And like the perpetual negative people. Mm. That's definitely a pet peeve of mine. It's like, oh, this has gone wrong. Oh, okay. Like, and then um, some something I'm working on is when to listen and when to help. Mm. Because my normal response is like, oh, this is what's going on. Okay. Well, what if we did this? Like yeah, to, to mitigate it. or to help fix it. Yeah. Um, but I do know sometimes people just want to vent. Yeah. Uh, which is also fine and good. I need to do that myself sometimes. Yeah. But when it's over and over and over, it's like, do you focus on anything mm-hmm. except the negative things in your life? Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm, I I've, I've have empathy for those people because yeah. they're stuck in like a loop of everyone's hurting me. Everything's coming out to get me. Mm, Nothing goes wrong. right. And um, usually that's going to continue because that's all you're thinking about yeah. or focusing on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And listening is good, but it only gets you a certain point. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's hard when you're talking to someone like that and they don't want to hear solutions yeah. or advice or counsel, yeah. but I get that too. You just might not be the person to give it to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of April, my wife and I's communication issues is that listening and yep. fixing. And so like, I'll have to ask her, am I listening yep. or do you want help fixing this? Um, I have to catch myself because even sometimes I ask that in a condescending way. Yeah, I'm like, so all right, are we what just do you listening want? again <laughs> yeah. now, or do you actually want this to get better? <laughs> I think that's I think that's really true though, and that's important to uh, have that in your relationship mm-hmm. because I think that's most people. Oh yeah, you know, most relationships that happens with me and Shereen too. Yeah, so yeah. I got to be more cognizant of yeah. of that too. And I mean. I can understand because there's so many times that I just want to be heard yeah, and to be understood yeah, and to, for someone to recognize why. Sometimes you do just need hard. someone to hear, to listen to your bad day and just be like, man, that sucks. That sucks. Instead of being like, well, what if you did this instead? Yeah. You're like, no, like I just want you to hear about my awful day yeah, and tell me that it was awful yeah. so that I can get past it. Yeah. Not like try and fix anything. It's our, you know, yeah. so I definitely get that. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's essential to yeah. get past it for a lot of people. Yeah, is just to be heard and to be understood, and um, that's a big thing for me being understood. Mm. I just I don't know why, but like I just do you feel you can, misunderstood most times? I don't think so. You just feel like maybe I don't know. You just feel like you can't talk to people. The way you'd like to sometimes because you have to have this no, I think pastoral. No, no, not that. It's okay. um, it. I think it's just because I, I, I want to be understood in everything I do, because part of my profession is being a communicator. Yeah, like I emphasize being understood and mm-hmm. understanding what I'm saying and what I'm thinking so much that like even when I'm like in arguments, you can disagree with me all you want. Yeah. Um just acknowledge that you understand what I'm saying yeah. and we're good. Yeah, I think that's crucial good. is it's very frustrating when you might even be on the same page with somebody, Oh yeah, but they're arguing with you because they don't understand. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 like, it, let's get back to basics. Like communication sometimes has to be like first grade level mm-hmm. communication because you need to establish what your point even is and where mm-hmm. you're coming from. Because yeah. there is so much room for miscommunication, for yeah. sure. And yeah. the wider group of people you're talking to, the higher chance there is of miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things you do to to make sure that you're communicating well? Whether it's in class, whether it's in recruiting people. Yeah. What is it? Um, in class, it's definitely removing any room for error. 
Uh, so like turning the music down so people can hear mm. me. Um, like I really do focus on enunciating mm. when I'm over the microphone. Um, and then, yeah, just trying to be as clear and simple as possible. Yeah. Like the more complicated, the more complex, it's going to room more room for error. Yeah. So as clear and as, and as possible, yeah. super simple, super, super, super simple. Yeah. And then repeating, uh, like throughout the workout. So if we're doing something, it's like it has to be more hips than back. Yeah. It's like I'll just say hips, you know, drive with your hips and keep saying that yeah, throughout so that people get that reminder. Yeah. Um, and repeating yourself, I think, is important, too, because oftentimes there's people on a break when you're explaining something. They're in a conversation with their friend or whoever's next to them. And that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I do feel slight, like a little bit um, insecure when that happens. Cause it's like, Oh, they don't think what I'm saying is important, mm. but I've also been in class at that gym, at my gym when someone's leading and I'm like next to my brother yeah. and like, we want to kind of like joke around or like say something, yeah. whatever. And it's like, it happens. Like yeah. you want to talk to somebody. I get it. But that person didn't hear it the first time. So when I repeat it the next time, they're like, Oh, okay, I got it. It yeah, makes sense. Um, so repeating, I think is important too. And yeah. that's probably a, something you do in sermons is like you have the main point, you do something to support the main point, but that brings it back to the main point. Yeah. Right. Because that's what you're kind of trying to drive home. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to preaching, there's so many like little tips and tricks like that. You have your, you have your key words that you try to repeat as many times as possible throughout the sermon. So like, you'll say the same thing and you'll just though that word, like I'll often go through and like just highlight whether the word is love and I'll try to say the word love as many times as possible in my sermon in different yeah. contexts and everything. Um, but, but yeah, what I mean, every time I mention a main point, I repeat it and, and my big thing, I don't want this to turn into like a preaching seminar. Um, but Hey, if you're interested in becoming a preacher, <laughs> hit me up and we there can talk go. through it together. Um, but I think, I think points are so important because those are, those are entrance ramps for people who yeah. have gotten sidetracked. Yeah. So, um, I mean, anytime I say we get to a, a first point, second point, third point, whatever it is, like that's an opportunity for people to re-engage who yep. have wandered off. Yep. And the goal is for nobody to wander off, but it's going to happen. It's tough. It's going to happen. And I, I choose, um, not everybody's like this, but for me, I choose to preach from a manuscript, mm-hmm. meaning that I write out everything I'm going to say mm-hmm. because I want it to be as clear as possible. Yeah. Because I know that if I'm just... Um, <laughs> ad-libbing ad-libbing there you go that's a good word if I'm just ad-libbing it um, then I'm going to communicate it in a fuzzy way in a way that doesn't make sense but when I write out my sermon I'm able to say this is this is how I want to say it and oftentimes I'll say it in a um, a poetic way with alliteration mm-hmm. and things and then I'll repeat it in a much simpler way sure. um, right after right before yeah, type thing. that makes sense um, but yeah, and then a lot of illustrations and practical communication and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's in my preaching. I do that out purposefully in my preaching. In my regular communication, I need to get better at that. Mm. Yeah. I need to get better at the the simplifying um, type things. And well, The tough thing too is different people have different bias and different perspectives and their brains just work differently. Um I actually recently just had an Instagram post talking about like men versus women communication mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of blew up for some reason. Yeah. But the post was, I was about like Shereen texted me. She was at my parents' house and she had Henry with her and she needed the diaper bag. I don't remember why she didn't have it, but um, I think maybe she just left earlier and she forgot to grab it. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But she's like, Hey, can you grab the diaper bag? And I went to go grab the diaper bag and I was about to leave. I was like, oh, wait, I should check to see if there's wipes and diapers in it, Mm. right? Which um, my whole point of it was saying like, in general, men are really good at just following direct orders. Like, hey, can you paint this wall yellow? It'd be like, yeah, definitely. Um, And women in general will think something and they think that they said it a lot of times Mm -hmm. or they make an assumption that, Oh, he knows to do, he knows to do this. Yeah. And, um, basically that's what I was trying to get at with the video. 
And there are so many women comments in that video. <laughs> Men are stupid. How do they even hold down a job? Like, how do you Word. how do you get past uh like what is it like, like cruel stuff? Like <laughs> ripping dudes apart. And I'm like, that's not even like I was genuinely just trying to say like if you say go grab me a blanket, I would love to go grab you a blanket. I'll go get that blanket. Mm-hmm. And I'll try and make sure it's the one you want. But when I come back, you're like, hey, how come you didn't grab my water that was also right next to you when yeah. you walked past? I was like, you didn't, you didn't ask me to grab the water. Well, you should have known. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, and this isn't anything against women. No, it's just, just totally explaining how at least I do. And I think a lot of men mm-hmm. oftentimes will think is we are uh, directions oriented. Yeah. You give me directions. I will love to do it the best I can for you. But yeah. if there's a gray area and you didn't specify it, when I don't do that, I don't think that's my fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are some like easiest easy assumptions. Like, yeah, I should check to make sure diapers and wipes are in the diaper bag. Yeah, I understand that, and yeah. I did. Thankfully, before I left, I was like, oh yeah, I should do that. But she said, hey, can you grab the diaper bag? And I was so quick to be like, oh, let me grab it and I'll get over there so that she can have it because she needs it. Yeah, right. Like I'm almost like eager to do what she wanted mm-hmm. me to do. Totally. To the point of like, I forgot to check that it was even full of stuff. Yeah. Like, and there's going to be like a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me help you out. I want to help you out. And and that's just how it is. Um, oh, yeah. But that, yeah. So and that, I'm, that I'm, gray area is, is I'm problematic. I'm nervous to step into the gray area because like, what if they weren't wanting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, that's and then you're nervous the to do it wrong too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So April, April asked me to get something out of the van the other day. So I went and got something out of the van. There were other stuff in the van that needed brought in too. Yeah. So I grabbed those and brought those in too, thinking, yeah. hey, I'm going the extra mile. Yeah, I'm doing extra. And she said, why'd you bring those in? I left those in the van on purpose. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, see, I didn't know. My bad. Yeah. And that's go just. take them back out to the van for you. Just classic miscommunication. Mm-hmm. But that's why, you know, people are different. Men and women are different. We need yeah. each other. And that's why communication is so important in a healthy relationship is mm. communicating well. It all ties back to, you know, it's tough to hit everybody on the basic level because people think differently. differently. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, that's hard. I mean, especially being a communicator to, to recognize that people learn differently and mm-hmm. people get information differently. Yep. I mean, then you have the whole like, Auditory learners, visual learners, practical learners, like people learn and experience things differently. Yeah. Um, and you gotta, you gotta meet everybody where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. It's tricky, man. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Words are, words are limited. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then you also don't know what other, what people, what different people know, what they're, range of words is what their vocabulary is. Yeah. You were talking about, um, this ties back to, um, things that bother me. Mm-hmm. What was the, I can't, I'm like spacing out. What did you say it was? Pet peeves. Pet peeves. Couldn't think of the word. That's all right. Pet peeves. Yeah. My, Limited vocabulary. Yeah. My vocabulary okay. is right in here as tight as it goes. I am a man, so I'm dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of my pet peeves is, um, and it's probably correct, but when people say cacao instead of cocoa, what? Yeah, cacao. Have you not even heard this? I've never heard of that. You didn't like hear the hot, data one either. Cocoa? So I think there there might be a difference between the two. I'd have to like Google it. But I heard someone on a, a commercial say cacao. And I don't know if they're just trying to be fancy. Cacao? Or if cacao and cocoa are two different things. Yeah. But it really bothers me. <laughs> hot cacao. Hot cacao. Yeah. Cacao yeah. beans. That would keep me up at night. Uh, dude, so that's a pet peeve of mine for sure. And then I mentioned it before, but the data one. Data, When yeah. people use data as a plural. You showed me. My mind was blown when you sent me yeah, that video. Yeah, like all, like most scientists will say like the data show that this, yeah. whereas my brain wants them to say the data shows yeah. this because data doesn't sound plural. plural. So they use it, but it is plural because it's multiple forms of data. Mm. So it, my brain's like, okay, we'll either call it the datas or... Yeah. Switch it so that it's singular. Yeah. Like a, a group of data could be like a, like the data. a singular group the, yeah. of all of the data. The data shows this. All of the data. Anyways, that bothers me. I think hmm. little little like is vernacular the right word? Little grammar things like that bother my brain. I'm trying to think how I would pluralize data though. 
Like what is and some more people say than data too. Data, data. data. But I think I would say like like multiple data show. Maybe I would say shit datas. I don't know. But the other thing is like Lego. That's that's the other one that blew my mind. What? That you can't you don't pluralize Legos. You don't say Legos? No. It's Lego. What? Yeah. It's Why? Like you, Who? You, Where? You play with Lego. When? No, you don't. You do. You don't no. play with Legos. You play with Lego. I will. I will leave this country. Hey, do you have any Lego I can borrow? Who said that? That's it. Because it's because it's a copyrighted term or something. I don't know. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I will fight. I will fight that. I will go into a civil war against Lego. Against Lego. And my 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 army will be called Legos. <laughs> With a with a big S, <laughs> the big S of the we end. are Legos plural, <laughs> plural, and you can only fight us with one person because you are Lego. Because you are just Lego. You are one Lego. You choose your best Lego. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care for that. <laughs> I, uh, I learned it watching the show. What is it? Lego War or something? Oh, Lego. yeah, whatever. Lego. Mm. Oh, Lego my ego. Yeah, Lego my ego. You know what else is a pet peeve of mine? Yeah, what? When wealthy people say money just fixes money problems. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if you're poor, that's the majority, <laughs> that's of, your the majority of your problems. I uh I don't know if you've heard of him, but his name's Alex Hormozzi. He's uh he started like this gym launch program thing and he helped like tons of like group fitness gyms kind of like mine, mm-hmm. like turn around and like be more profitable. Yeah. So he's very well known in the fitness realm, but he's becoming more popular in like the influencer spaces mm-hmm. because he's on all of the platforms now. But uh, he has talked about money and stuff because he's very wealthy you now. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, like people always talk about all these, like having these problems. And I thought all my problems would go away once I made a bunch of money mm. and I got a bunch of money now, but I still have a, a good amount of problems. He's like, all money does is fix your money problems. Mm. Like you still have all these other issues. I'm like, yeah. I understand what he's saying, yeah. but, but it would be I great would like if I didn't have fixed. any money problems. <laughs> That's like 95% of my <laughs> problems is my money problems. There, there might be other problems. Yeah, it's, we'll worry about those when we get it's there. Like telling a starving kid, like, "Hey, food only fixes your hunger problems, dude. That's right. You got a lot of other problems. Let's worry about that." It's like, dude, That's I haven't right. eaten in weeks. I'm dying here. Yeah, well, food only fixes this one thing. That's right. It's like, man, you know you're starving, but here's a hammer. Go build something. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so that is a pet peeve. I yeah. can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. And there goes back to communication issues. Yeah, right. And meeting people where they are. You know, I, was, I had a thought uh, recently Good. that I thought was profound, but maybe it isn't. Um, that there's a lot of naive, naivety, naivety. What's the word? Naivety. Naivety. <laughs> I was very naive because growing up and even becoming an adult, you have your life experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up in the Wells church and most of my friends, you know, their parents are Wells people. It's mm-hmm. like, you're all kind of in this cut from the same cloth basically. Yeah. Um, and then when I became an adult, I was like, Oh, everybody has had very similar experiences to me mm. because that's the only experience yep. I had. And I think that a lot of people probably feel similarly of everybody like understands their perspective or everyone has the same bias because they all have a same upbringing and they've seen similar things where it's like not even close. No, nowhere near. Which is, it's like, I'm still learning new things about like, oh, you had to deal with that when you were a kid Mm -hmm. or like you went through those things like it's it's wild to me because for the longest time I was like, oh, everybody gets this. Everybody knows this. Everybody's seen this. Everybody's experienced this. And I mean, it all comes back to communication again, but mm. everybody, everybody, even my siblings, everybody has had different experiences, which forms their bias, which forms their perspective. So it's got to be, it's got to be like next to impossible to like find common ground yeah. with with everybody because everybody's got a different point of view based on what they've seen. Well, that's why there's so many different clusters of people 
Because people just attracted to the people that think like them and have yeah, the same. And understand, like you were saying, like them, you want to yeah, feel understood. But the problem is where, I mean, so thinking about like the African-American community in our country, mm-hmm. like part of the frustration I can imagine is that you have a bunch of these white wealthy guys sure. that are providing legislation to try to They're solve their problems. Everything. Yeah. And they can't understand yeah. what they've gone through. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so like, these politicians, I'm sure with their context, with how they were raised, genuinely feel like they are doing the best thing for the situation. But according to a different upbringing and yeah. a different context and a different culture, that's the worst thing that you could be doing. Yeah. And so, so there's, I mean, yeah. Like how do you find that common ground? How do you find that, that, that joining space yeah. when people are, so categorically different based on their experiences. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I think a lot of it comes to recognizing that. Yeah. Like recognizing and when you're communicating thing, acknowledging that this person has a different, even when we say certain words, Mm -hmm. like they have a different understanding of what that word means. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, so... So I was raised Baptist. You were you raised Lutheran. Yeah. Even talking about baptism. Yeah. We have we're coming different. from different different, different places. Yeah. And then if we were, and you think Baptist would have the best grasp on it? <laughs> I mean, we we did kind of commandeer the word. <laughs> um, we're, I, I grew up Holy Communions. Is I was. <laughs> You know, like Baptist oh to sacraments. We're communionist. We're the we're the communionist <laughs> Wait, church. Like a communist. communist. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I used to think of your uh, your jacket. Your what was it? <laughs> the Columbia jacket. Yeah, the Columbia jacket. Oh, my word. oh man, that is funny. Communist. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, we have these different upbringings, these different understandings of even certain words. So if we sit down and have a conversation, and I say something that I think has an understanding already you're going to have a completely different understanding yeah. to it. And that's why communication is hard and it needs to be a patient, gracious, mm-hmm. gracious, gracious, gracious thing. Like we got to be more gracious with each other. Yeah, I also think it makes education like when you're a kid, mm. you know, like kindergarten to eighth grade, yeah. that much more crucial so that people understand what things mean mm. so that we all have a similar baseline of like, like facts, yeah. like what is correct and what isn't and stuff like yeah. that. That matters a lot so that you can communicate and agree on things and understand what the other person is saying correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I think, something that's very strange but true and mind-blowing is two people who speak the same language could say the same word and to them mean something different. Mm -hmm. Like that, like, makes my brain, like, that's that's tough to wrap your head around. But it's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, even words like father and brother one person could identify as like biological father biological mm-hmm. brother and another person could just understand it as as a respected person in a community yeah. or or a dear or their, friend or or their priest yeah father <laughs> if yeah, you're talking exactly. to a catholic person yeah exactly it's a priest and yeah. people will have different uh, connotations to it some people will hear father and it'll be immediate anger yeah because of whatever happened in their life and some people will feel joy and protection Mm-hmm. because of that word yeah so it's yeah words are very i think words are a lot more powerful than we think mm. um like as far as like speaking things into existence oh, very much so. like and that goes mm. back to uh like our our negative friends that are just perpetually yeah. negative 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 all over the it's going to continue to be because negative. they speak it and that becomes reality for them over and over mm-hmm. um i don't i'm not like super into like the hippy dippy like magical part yeah. of it but i do think it does have power for affecting your brain absolutely and how you perceive things if know. you're looking for good you're more likely to find the good if you're looking for bad i guarantee you will find some mm-hmm. so i think it does i mean and we were talking about this before we started recording but like this idea of being sick yeah like if you're sick right and you mentally were like i'm sick i'm out of it yeah I'm going to sit on the couch you're forever. Done. You're, you're going to be sick for several yeah. days. Yeah. But if you start to get sick and you're like, ah, oh, this is going to be past. Yeah. Deal. 
you're most likely going to get over it a lot yeah, quicker. I think I think you have a better, much better chance of, of kicking it quickly. Yeah. If you're just like, oh, it's no big deal. I'll take my, my some extra vitamins, yeah. get some extra sleep, and I'll be over this in no time. Yeah. 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 When it comes to words having different meanings, the very first time that I started to feel old because I didn't knew the know the new v- vernacular. Yeah, the new slang. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, working at Starbucks and um, and I was... I had been working there for a while and uh, someone asked when I started, and I told them when I started and they said, Oh, you've been here for a minute. Oh I was like, yeah. I, I like legitimately like felt disrespected. Cause I was like, they're, they're thinking I'm like a newbie. Yeah. Like I have tons of seniority here. Like when I'm well, recommending for a minute. stuff. Yeah. You've only been here for a minute. <laughs> and then, One minute. Yeah. And I found out later that it was like, Oh, that means a long time. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> make any sense because i remember hearing you you know done so and so for a minute yeah for the first time too yeah and you're like um, and i'm just like that doesn't that's stupid that's like the opposite of what it means you realize what 60 seconds is that's right it's not that long no i've been here for 14 months that's right. let's come correct let's, let's time this correctly yeah that is a lot more minutes than yeah one. so I, I think slang is very interesting too because oh, you're basically making up words. Yeah. Uh, like no cap, you know, that yeah. is, yeah, like that's I mean, so silly. Yeah, I know what it is. It's so silly. Do you not? <laughs> I do, but like, what I do you still, think it means? Oh man, don't I'm do putting this you on the me. spot. I want to so, hear what you so, think So cap is a lie. Yes. Right. And no cap means then it's the truth. Correct. So like if if you're capping, that means you're lying. Yeah, it's so dumb. I don't get it. That's so it's, dumb. I legitimately have like people in our church that are younger than us, and I have to like ask them to remind me of like yeah. what does this mean? Yeah. And bet I don't understand bet at all. Bet is like yeah, like no doubt, like for like sure, no doubt. Bet. Yeah. So if you're like, um, hey, let's go, like let's go to PJ Piper's, I'd be like bet, bet. which is basically like. Dope. No, like I'm down for sure. Not what it means. It's synonymous, synonymous with all that. <laughs> what stuff. it means is like you're challenging that person, <laughs> or you're gambling. Like, like bet on it. Like yeah. Like if you're that sure, prove it. <laughs> bet. Bet. That's how I grew up using it. Yeah. No. Not anymore. Oh man. There's so much. Yeah. I, I think, think it's, it's fun. Have you ever heard the word derpin? <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean like derp a derp like that? <laughs> It's a word I use because one of my youth students used it, but I don't think it's like real slang. I think they just came up with it. Okay. But I drop it all the time. Derpin. Derpin is like where you just like, and so like, if this is like a word that people use, please let me know. But derpin is where you kind of like, just like zoned off into space. Like uh, out of it, you're derpin. Yeah. No, that's uh, a derp is definitely like a uh, internet slang of like, like you're like really like off in the clouds. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like derp or derp. That's why I said it like that. You're like <laughs> derp or derp. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Man, okay, like there's good. memes about yeah. Okay, a, so people know what thing. I'm saying. Der- yeah, I don't know if I've heard derpin. Okay, as like an adjective or a, <laughs> like a uh, verb. verb. <laughs> Bro, dudes be derpin out here, <laughs> but dudes be derpin. Uh, that's a t-shirt. Uh, but. but. No, yeah, that's that's a thing for sure. No cap. No cap. No cap. Oh, man. Well, it's well, been a minute. We was going to say, we've been talking for a minute. <laughs> I bet it's almost an hour exactly. Let me look. What is it? 5850. <laughs> man, we are good at this. We are phenomenal. Nobody has the skill, talent, that is ridiculous. as close as we do to we talking for exactly an hour. We don't have a timer, nothing like we, that. We never, we don't just have a the top. recording. Dude, this is nutty. And we are so good at so just good. talking for an hour. One hour. I thought we went over this time. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of felt like, oh, it's going to be like a little over an hour. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. That was Impressive. fun. That was fun. Well, goodness. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. For- well, this is episode 10. This right? is episode 10. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. We're double digits, baby. Double digits. Double we digits. We made it. We made it. We made That's it. why I dressed up. <laughs> you look really nice. <laughs> look like a homeless person. Uh, that's why I got into fitness, though, so I could wear whatever I wanted. Oh, be I, like, yeah, it's my I uniform. Own, yeah, this is, this is my gym uniform. Yeah. Let's take this off, put it back on. Yeah, looks good. Appreciate you. You wear, you wear the flannel to really dress it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a collar and buttons, so I'm formal. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. Oh, I love you, man. Love you too, bud. Thanks for watching.
We love you guys or listening, whatever you did. Appreciate you. Have a great day and stuff. Hasta luego. Bye. Bye. Bye.